from Lagos, Nigeria, with your host, John Ngarimo. Welcome to the Musicology Podcast, a show that is broadcasting from Lagos, Nigeria, where we talk to musicians from all over the world about the changing face of the music industry and how musicians are taking advantage of the latest technology to sustain their music career. Today we are talking to Canadian singer-songwriter Ali Hugo, who has achieved success with his Time Machine EP, which went gold and generated the number one hit single, This Love Is True. Welcome to the show, Ali. Can you hear me over the phone clearly? Hello, John. I can hear you loud and clear. To begin with, Ali, we would like to talk about social media. How has social media impacted your marketing strategies? With the COVID-19 crisis, I'm sure you know that a lot of musicians are at home trying to market their music through many of the social media platforms. Which platforms have assisted you in reaching your target audience? And how has it impacted your ability to achieve a gold record? For many of our listeners here in Lagos who do not understand what a gold record is, perhaps you can clarify it for them. Well, thank you for having me on the show, John. Um, I'm a huge fan of musicology, and to get an opportunity to get my message across in Nigeria is uh, is a really a big deal to me, especially now since the Nigerian music industry is gaining global recognition. Uh, the meaning of a gold record has changed over the years. It used to mean that you have sold a certain number of vinyl records or CDs and the American tracking agencies or the Europeans ones were tracking the number of um, units sold. Um, in my case though, uh, with the digital age, it uh, when, when I say that um, Time Machine has achieved gold record status, um, it means that the record company that uh, released Time Machine EP, which is Mirage Records, it's a boutique record company in Canada, was able to generate um, a large number of streams digitally. So it could be streams online uh, through a uh, social media platform like Facebook or uh, Instagram, or it could be streamed via the music uh, streaming apps. For example, um, in it could be Spotify, it could be Deezer, it could be Apple Music, or in the Middle East, it could be Angami. Um, so the total number of streams and downloads for the music of Time Machine went um, far beyond what the record company expected, and they exceeded um, 200,000 uh, streams, and so that's uh, when the record company, you know, um, decided to award me with a gold record plaque in recognition of uh, the number of streams and downloads for the songs of... of um, for the downloads of um, Time Machine music. But getting back to your question about how um, social media 
and the digital platforms have um, assisted in me achieving the kind of success that I have. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I there's a lot of pressure involved in digital marketing. Um, and that is to keep up with the latest trends. I mean, when I started doing digital marketing for my music, uh, Facebook was still the 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 uh, you know central hub of uh, digital marketing. And if you wanted to get your music across, you had to be big on Facebook. And then gradually, I started realizing that my niche markets were uh, scattered all over various uh, digital media. So then I had to have a presence on Instagram. I had to have a presence on Twitter. But the, the, the really important thing about this is that um, now again, we're in a, uh, with, with the COVID-19 and a lot of musicians are online. A lot of them are doing home concerts. Um, you know, you have to come up with innovative ways and innovative strategies to um, counter uh, the competition. And basically, um, uh, coming up uh, and making a presence with the ever-increasing new um, uh, digital media apps that are coming out and uh, social media apps that are coming uh, out is, is, is a priority for Ali Hugo and, 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 and trying to, um, you know, gain success uh, from that perspective. Ali, you mentioned something about the Nigerian music industry gaining global recognition. If you kindly can tell us, what does this mean to the average music listener? Does it mean that more people around the world are listening to Nigerian music? And if so, how are you trying to capture a piece of the Nigerian music market oh certainly um a lot of people are listening to nigerian music and in, in uh, all around the world but when when i say that um, nigerian music is gaining global recognition uh what i mean by that is that a lot of people are becoming aware of the distinct sound that's coming out from nigeria whereas 20 years ago it would all be categorized as african music or um, uh, if there was an, an, an extra genre, it would fall under world music. But a lot of music listeners right now are, are uh, familiar with the distinct sounds and artists that are in, in, in Nigeria. Um, and uh, they separate that sound from the sound that's coming out from Tanzania, for example, or the sound that's coming out from um, Kenya. Um, now, 20 years ago, again, a lot of people confused Ghanaian music with Nigerian music. For example, O.C. Bisa, that was one of the top bands that hit the charts in the U.K. at one point, were actually from Ghana, but a lot of them, a lot of record buyers associated them with being from um, Nigeria. So that's really what I meant when I said that it's gaining global recognition. But on the other hand, it's also gaining global recognition from uh, music artists, indie artists, that are trying to break through into the uh, Nigerian music market. Now, how I went about, um, uh, you know, planning for uh, uh, gaining access to the Nigerian music market was basically... Um, I, I mean, I, I, I contemplated, I, I strategized, and I planned it out, and it, it, it appeared to me that there was no really niche market that I could develop in Nigeria, and that the only way I could get in was to get signed by a major record company who would break me 
help me break through into Lagos and then hopefully the music would spread like wildfire all over uh, Nigeria. But uh, then I became aware of Audiomack, which is uh, Warner Records' um, digital music platform and uh, one that's gaining um, um, quite a lot of followers in Nigeria. So to have my music, especially the new record, Hope for the Meek, which is uh, which has um, songs that are uh, in the genre of um, gospel music and Christian rock and Islamic casitas and Jewish hymns, to have that on Audio Mac increases the likelihood for me to gain followers in Nigeria and also have music... Um, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, people listen to, to, to the songs. But apart from that, the fact that there are a lot of indie uh, radio stations that are uh, developing in Nigeria also increases my chances to, to get um, airplay in Nigeria. The good thing about that is that I get airplay with major acts that are from major labels. So, I mean, in Nigeria, it wouldn't be uh, a, a, a huge... Um, discrepancy between hearing an Ali Hugo song come uh, right after a Justin Bieber song, for example, you know, um, yeah. So, so that's that's really how I I try to break through into Nigeria. Now, Ali, about this new record of yours, Hope for the Meek. What inspired you to? take three distinctive religions and make music for them. Did you not perhaps think that there would be a conflict of interest in the matter with your listeners? Well, Hope for the Meek is a really hopeful record. I mean, um, it just really emphasizes how um, the three monolithic religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam come from the very same source and um, it's based on on my experience of picking up a book uh, in the early 2000s by a Karen Armstrong um, called a history of God when I read that book it really transformed my uh, understanding of religion uh, the book starts off with giving a, a description of uh, an, an understanding uh, of the historical progression of the Jewish religion and then uh, it moves on to discuss Christianity and Islam. So while I was reading um, the book, the, the theme remained consistent, the, the source remained consistent, consistent. but the, the names change. I mean, it starts off with being um, uh, Elohim or uh, Yahweh, and then it becomes the, uh, uh, our, our Heavenly Father and uh, Jehovah, and then um, it um, uh, becomes Allah. So uh, the, although the, the, the names of God are um, many. Um, it just brings me to an understanding of it being one God at, with many names. Uh, but having said that, that was just the inspiration behind the idea. And um, I remember when the first song uh, came to me uh, while I was on the keyboard, it's called Trust in Allah. Um, a country song, and I thought to myself, you know, these words are pouring into me. Um, I'm going to do an, an, an Islamic record, you know, uh, pretty much like what the kind of record that Yusuf Ndur had, do, uh, had done with, um, you know, with his um, Islamic recordings. But then, uh, the, you know, uh, Marching Saints came up, and I was inspired to write that one. And then uh, Call on You. 
So uh, then I had to sit down and think to myself, where am I getting this inspiration? My understanding of these lyrics, where are they coming from? So it became clear to me the impact that uh, A History of God had had on, on me as a musician. And that's when um, I decided to... to um, to do Hope for the Meek. I really did not want to do a record, a, a Time Machine Volume 2. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to depart from that to make music that was spiritual, but the one that can touch the younger generation. So a lot of, um, like for example, Marching Saint is in a genre of British pop, which is uh, pretty much the kind of music that um, you would hear on playing on, on, on the radio in London today. Um, and, and it was important for me to, that these songs became hits, so I didn't want to do an album that would be, once again, uh, you know, segregated and, and put aside onto the, the world music uh, genre for, um, or people with special interests. I wanted it to, to be a mainstream record where um, you know, uh, people could listen to the message. Um, and so, no, there is no conflict of interest whatsoever. Um, a History of God basically just um, uh, clarified it for me that we are all worshipping the very same creator. Yeah. Ali, you said that one of your songs, Trust in Allah, is in the genre of country music? I mean, this is not very common for us to hear an Islamic qasida on the radio in the genre of country music. Perhaps our listeners can hear some of your music and then we can come back to the interview. Away from the light But if you put your trust in Allah Every little thing you do Put your faith in
quickly They forget your mighty ways Jehovah, we are your people We are ready to
listeners to those streaming services. Now, the the issue is that the there there could be a conflict of interest between how much streaming services believe in my music and and the uh, the energy and the effort that I'm um, putting into promoting my music. So I'm, I've I've faced many incidents where I go out and I promote my music, attract um, streamers. To the site, only to have uh, you know the, the platform promote some other musician right mm-hmm. after uh, you know, and, and not give due diligence to the effort that um, and 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 the strategies and, and the innovativeness that I have done to um, attract those streamers to. I mean, I understand that they have to make money, and I understand that you know I'm not the only um, musician on that on that platform, but. But if I have made a, a concentrated effort to attract um, two to three thousand people onto your streaming site, I would suggest that um, you would at least uh, take the time out to promote my music in-house. You know, I, uh, it, it's really um, frustrating if I have to attract all these listeners and then they get to hear my music and right after my music, their uh, attention is drawn away to um, someone else who might be on a major uh, label or uh, someone whose music is more aligned with the vision, uh, uh, the overall vision of that platform. Um, so that could be very challenging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. So where does Alihu go go from here? I mean, you have this uh, Hope for the Meek record out right now. Uh, where do you see yourself uh, after you finish promoting this record and you've uh, wrapped up the whole uh, promotional process? Where, what is next for Alihu? It was, uh, I started in 2017 with the Time Machine EP, and by the time we wrapped up in 2019, I think the last single was out on in February last year, Rhythm of Love on Valentine's, we had to promote that one, and then uh, there was the Time Machine rockumentary that we worked on, um, also the Ali Hugo anthology movie that we did, the documentary, and... Um, then it was back into the studio and the recording of the songs for Hope for the Meek. So I'm uh, long overdue for a, a time out. Again, I need to take time out to reflect and see uh, uh, which direction I want to head towards next. Um, so yeah, that, that's really what I want to do. Um, but then again, um, in the future, you, you should expect to see a lot more live performances. Um, the, the whole trend of... Um, you know, doing a live concert from um, the comfort of your home is really taking off. Erica Badu's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Uh, uh, Billie Eilish is doing it. So um, you, a lot of Ali Hugo fans will uh, should expect to see a lot more live performances. Um, you know, um, me on a keyboard, on an accordion, on an xylophone, on a guitar, and uh, you know. The instrument du jour. Um, yeah, so really, that's that's what I'm looking forward towards. Well, Ali, you sound like you uh, deserve the rest and taking time out. We would like to thank you.
for calling into our studios and we wish you more success in your musical endeavor. And uh, whenever the new record comes out, uh, any new material, don't forget to contact us here at Musicology. We would love to invite you back. Thank you so much for having me in your show, John. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and I'm really looking forward to coming back again with some um, new music and hopefully in the future touring Nigeria. Dear listeners, that was our interview with Ali Hugo, a successful Canadian singer-songwriter. Join us next week where we will meet with Sergio Casamento and talk about his new book, Digital Music and the Politics of Digital Music. Until then, this is your host, John Garimo, saying goodbye for now. <laughs>